Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Inspire. Invigorating. Invigorating this life should be feeling energy rushing through your veins. Rid your life of those only feeding off your precious energy. Eliminate conversations that detoxify your spirit. Appreciate and be appreciated in this life. Navigate. Navigate your own journey. Make your own path addressing all eight domains of your life. Brought forth by Dr. Nash. Health, education, personal development, financial, environment, family, spirituality, and recreation, too. Striving for success, not only defined by financial freedom, but intertwined with peace of mind and personal fulfillment. Personal fulfillment, be all that you can be, just like the Army says. Just one can make the difference. You are of vital importance. Important in packing each life you touch, considering someone outside of yourself, taking the time to lend a helping hand, radiating, radiating positive energy in every breath you take, every action you partake, engulfing, engulfing in your dream going beyond your wildest imagination. I, Enigmatic Mahogany, am here to invigorate, navigate, strive, personally fulfill, impact, Radiate and go. I'm here to inspire you with my pen. And that is that piece, everyone. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Inspirational Expressions. I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany, and tonight we are truly in for a treat. We have the extreme pleasure and definitely very humble to have not one but two features join us this evening as a journey of courtship and love. I had the wonderful pleasure of meeting both Jess and wonderful Queen in Atlanta, GA, at the Black Poetry Cafe, and definitely looking forward to reaching out to them again and getting their new bundle of joy. I am extremely excited. Looks like we do have our futures on the line. Without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring them in. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the show, loves. How are you? We are good. How are you? I am doing well. I've been a busy day with the children. I'm sure you all know all about that, girl. <laughs> but definitely <laughs> blessed, nevertheless. I'm just so excited to have you both on and be able to go in deep diving with the two of you. Of course, we got to see each other in Atlanta, but just really not the opportunity. There's just really dialogue outside of the radio shows we turn each other on. So I definitely wanted to provide the platform for those on the phone lines, those that may be in the chat room, those that may even hear the archives and get a little bit more about Christmas love song. And I'm actually going to break you down both individually and then bring you two together and tie you as a union, which is the true essence of Christmas love song. So, you know, we're going to be cordial over here. We're going to allow Moni, the poet, to give us a little feedback about her first, and then we will be going down with Be Real, Keeping It Real, now, Moni, you just wasn't known as Moni the poet, you know, but also some modeling in your background as well. Y'all just seen your pictures got me a little jealous. So <laughs> definitely want to go back to, you know, them black comments and them dating suits you had on, girl, instead of you. I'm just saying. I'm going to have to get on my ones and twos. You're going to have me stopping and doing sit-ups and everything. Oh, but you. I'm proud of you, and I'm a mama at that. Girl, I can't even try to compete. I'm just saying, I just got to be happy with the little thickness I got. But definitely being able to wear the many hats that you do and also be a mom. But I want to take you back, Moni, if you don't mind. I want to go back to when you truly decided that poetry was going to be your platform. When did that come about for you? Um, I want to say August of 2014, there was a show out here. 
um, in Sacramento. Um, it was a 15-year celebration for a long-running um, poetry series that they have out here every uh, Wednesday at Queen Sheba's. Um, but they had this uh, big old event, and all these poets got up, and um, just the fire and the um, the 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 life behind their the words and what they were speaking, and it just, you know, I I, I want to say I, everybody says I used to write, but um, I did. I kind of used to write, um, uh, particularly about crushes that I had in high school. So I had a mate, uh, like a big old huge um, poetry book of. of of uh, pieces that I just, you know, never actually got out there. And I thought it was just something, you know, nobody want to hear about this, this and that or whatever. So I, I left it alone, ended up throwing the book away, which is a huge regret of mine. But oh, wow. um, I used to do that in high school. And, and that, after that happened, I kind of just, um, just you know, fell off from it and, and until uh, until that um, August 30th of 2014, until that, that Saturday. It was the most amazing thing I had ever seen in my life. And um, from that point on, um, as an individual, I said, um, not that I could do this, but there are words, my words, I know could help women in my situation and things like that. So that's when I I picked up the the pen and actually picked it up. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to elaborate just a little bit there because you said you knew that your words can help women in your situation. So what situation is it? that you were modeling, that you were able to help others also conquer? Um, The fact that being a single parent, single mom, um, kids, the baby dad, the whole situation and scenario, and most women um, my age, my generation and younger, they get tied up in needing a man and having a man and um, it's a necessity and they can't live without and they'll stay in relationships that's not healthy and, I mean, just everything that you could possibly think of when it comes to um, being a woman, having to fight for and and basically fight for your children's life as well as your own. And then um, going to school, um, pregnant with my third, and actually um, getting my associates in business administration and, and actually doing it. Like my, my third child, I actually had him February 18th, 2011, and that actually happened to uh, – I land on a Friday. I was back in school on that Monday, um, oh, wow. finishing that course um, so that I can get my degree. So, like, we don't have to stop. There's no excuse in the book for us to be where we are. We can always succeed regardless of whatever the situation, whatever the obstacle. We, I look at my obstacles as stepping stones to get to where I need to be so that my children can live the way I, I want I to live. And I say within itself, honestly, Moni, it is inspiring and inspirational to the thought to be able to say, you know, I want to be able to do this for my children. Now, Moni, I'm going to take you back, and I'm not sure if you have this piece readily available, but as I was doing my research and just kind of breaking down the both of you, there was a piece that I actually said I loved it, the let me be perfectly imperfect. (laughs) Would you be able to present that piece this evening? I would. I'm going to try to do it from memory, Could be, um, one, because I left my computer at work, and then, two, um, I, that is the, the staple of my, um, of what I, basically what I live by. You know, nobody's perfect. We always strive for excellence. Um, but that's uh, my name itself, Moni, uh, motivated on nothing inclusive. That's the basically the end of, of that's how I, I end that piece out. So I can definitely try to... Um, Bring it back to memory really quick. Whenever you're ready, I can go ahead and do that. The stage is yours, Queen. I'm excited. Okay. It's not perfect unless it's imperfect. It's not perfect unless it's imperfect. They say, oh, she got a perfect smile, not knowing there was cavities, crowns, and root canals. It's not perfect unless it's imperfect. Her breakthrough, she faked through till she got through. This was not an all-inclusive, this was not a hotel package all-inclusive, four days, three nights. The happy ending wasn't included. The heads up on the father's tooting and booting, that part of life diluted by the what-ifs. Oh, let me see if I could. Let me run that back one more time. Hold on. 
Hold that piece. Give me a second. You took me all the way back, Miss Miss Mahogany. You know, you know, you know, that's you already know I was gonna bring you back to those original days, Monique. <laughs> that 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 was one of my first. Uh, I want to say one of my first pieces that I. Um, there it goes. Okay, I was able to bring it up on my phone. Hey, that, but that hey. was one of my first pieces <laughs> that I actually um, wrote, trying to wrap words around my life and how I was feeling and how to, you know pick up the pieces and, and learn from the mistakes and, you know, the whole shebang. So I'm, I'm oh. yeah. All right. All right. I got it. I can stop being so nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. We at home, baby. You're supposed to be comfortable. <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> it's not perfect unless it's imperfect. They say, oh, you got a perfect smile. Not knowing to get this, there was cavities, crowns, and root canals. See, it's not perfect unless it's imperfect. Her breakthrough, she faked through till she got through. This was not a four-day, three-night hotel package all-inclusive. The happy ending wasn't included, and the heads up on the father's tooting and booting, yeah, that part of life diluted by the what-ifs when she should have been looking at the what-bees, the be that a man without God is a man without Traveling down this road called life, married at 19, thought she had the light marked green, colorblind to reality because she thought she knew what was best for me. Ran head on in the crossing traffic, not paying attention to the right or left of this havoc. And as she proceeded into this self-inflicted wreck, she had an outer body experience. Looked down and saw her man-created mess, now knowing the struggle, trying now to refigure her purpose. Motivated on nothing inclusive. Just to live in these 24 hours is conducive enough for her. They say the eyes are the windows to the soul. Well, can you see in her eyes where these past experiences left holes? Let me be her. Let me be her whose world did not stop. Let me be her who stayed strong and did not flop. Put on her cowgirl boots, picked up her pen, and started writing. Into the superwoman she is and is actually becoming. Had some points in life where she wanted to give up, but couldn't get the guts up to throw them white flags up. Because deep down, she knew this was not the end. Using her tears as an avenue to cleanse this hurt. Knowing that in Jesus was her only friend. The only man who was always there, even when, even when she was left by those who, who said they cared. I want to be her. I want to be her who left the past in the past, who was smart enough to know certain things were temporary and wasn't meant to last. I want to be her. I want to be her who didn't see her holes as voids, trying to fill them with the Marquises, Troys, and Lloyds who intended to leave bigger voids. I want to be her who knew certain things needed to come up so meaningful people like her children and her real love could take root and grow up. Let me be her who nothing was handed to, having learned the value of life and the importance of needing to get through, not being trapped voluntarily, stuck knowingly, knowing how to get out and choosing to stay bound. I want to be her. Let me be her, and even after everything, she could see the could be love in you, but smart enough to wait for God to give her her what will be love for her. I want to be her who stayed open to love and the potential of it. I want to be her who learned from it. And when it presented itself again, she didn't get wrapped up in it. I want to be her who was tossed in the midst of the fire and her clothes did not get burnt. She stood in the middle of life's chaos and did not turn. No, she did not turn crazy insane. A little rattled, but leveled is her plane. See, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I put my hand in his hand and my head in his chest. I trust. Even though swaying from left to right, I know that in him everything will be all right. I trust. I want to be incomplete. So when God does his complete work in me, I can throw my hands up and say to him, be the glory. 
See, his will is being performed in me, and regardless of how naturally incomplete I may feel, I know his presence in my life is real. And spiritually, in him, with him, and for him, I am complete. So let me be motivated on nothing inclusive. Let me be moaning. And that's that peace. And that is that peace, motivated on nothing inclusive. Let me be moaning. I love how you even tied in, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, as we all do. We speak of the aspiration. I want to be her who stayed open to love and the potential of it. I want to be her who learned from it and when it presented itself up again, you wouldn't get so wrapped up in it. And it's so very relative, Moni, that many women, we get hurt. And even with men, get hurt, get frustrated get cheated on, get lied on, and want to turn their eye away from love. And crazily enough, and I believe every show is done with divine purpose on a divine day. And I say that because even today with our experiment, we're um, speaking to the movie Inside Out. Um, it's a children's movie that came out last summer. But he goes to the four characters and the various characters of emotion, being the anger, the disgust, the joy and the sadness. And he spoke of joy being able to go, but sadness having to follow everywhere that joy went. And see, in that piece itself, even in sadness, even in hurt, even in distraught, even in anger, we were able to give love a chance again. We were able to grow and be able to be the composers and the melody of courtship love songs. So I thank you so very much for going back in the day, back to the archives, for that amazing piece this evening. Now, I know we spoke to the poetry, and a lot of people on the social media, they know you as a poet, but very few people may know that you're also a model. And so they may not know that additional bit of information regarding the fashion, Nisa side, and swag models, shall we say. So I want to definitely give you the opportunity, because I'm sure the modeling hasn't stopped just because we got the babies. So... You want to definitely give the opportunity to speak to that platform that you're on as well. Most definitely. I actually, um, I want to say November, December, I think a month after I had him, I was actually in a show, um, a bridal show. I do a lot of bridal um, oh, wow. bridal shoots out here mm-hmm. in Sacramento. <laughs> Hey, I was looking good in that size 12. I was excited. I'm just saying. (laughs) No, but um, I'm I'm actually um, in a couple of magazines out here. They're um, Sack Bride and Groom. They have uh, issues that come out every, I think it's summer, winter, and fall or something like that. So I did a a good run in that. Um, I'm waiting for them to give me a call back on that. They got uh, Fashion Week coming up. Just a whole bunch of stuff that I'm looking to get back into now that I've lost all that baby weight, which I'm kind of mad at because I was trying to keep it. And I'm rambling. Really? So I'm gonna, <laughs> yes, I really, really? was. Okay. I really was. <laughs> I mean, I, you can ask me. I sat on the couch for, what, three months and actually um, ate and fed the baby. That's it. I didn't really do too much of nothing. I was on a series called Supernatural. Girl, I was just, you know, I I tried. I tried. I tried. And it's that we try to keep our weight and lose weight. See, that makes people like myself real upset because we be trying to lose it and can't lose it. Not, not now. Well, y'all can bring it over here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just need a little bit more because I, I, I had on some. Today I, I put on a size, I think this was a size 5, and maybe about a month ago I couldn't fit them. And I was like, yes, I can give these away. I tried them on the day. I was like, man, I got to keep them. Because <laughs> they went right off. Can I say 11 size higher? But that's okay. And I'm going <laughs> to keep that to myself. I'm going to keep that to myself. Well, you have truly worn it well, being a mother, being a model, being a poet. So let me ask you this. What's this next for Moni? Are we going to be doing another collab, or are we going to be doing a separate project? What's in the work for Moni? I do. I have a project. Um, actually, well, yeah, one. Is it just one? I think it's just one so far. But I do have a, a project that I'm in the works. Um, I want to say it's been what? 14, 15 years now, um, there was, um, you know, high school love and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to, working on a, found these notebooks. Let me let me say this. I found these notebooks in my storage. And they are love letters um, back and forth to, to a guy that I used to date in high school before the hurt, before 
all the stuff that, you know, life takes you through and you really think about people and it's like, well, what, you know, what motives and what intentions do you have with me? And, you know, before all of that, like that real, real, that real love. Oh, and it's crazy because I was I was talking to B about it. I said I want to write a book, and I didn't know how he was going to take it because you know the love letters is from a dude that I used to date back in high school, <laughs> so, you know. But after explaining it, <laughs> but after explaining it to him, um, it brought us closer. Like if you think about it, that type of love that you're looking for in a person nowadays is the type of love that. Um, like the fairy tale stuff that you looked for, um, you know, in the high before in high school, you didn't even look for love. You wasn't even worried about love, all the stuff or whatever. But it's just now, it's like, okay, how do I get back there? And then where do you find where you like messed up or where where it started, the hurt, the tra- you know, the trauma? Where do you find that so that you can let that stuff go so you can actually love the way you? you dreamt of it like your whole entire life. So the, these notebooks are going to be, um, you know, throughout, but it's they're all like authentic. When I say authentic, it was just like, I think they were 50 page note notebooks and they have letters wow. on every, on every one. So it's about a hundred pages of note of uh, letters. Um, but it'll be in between, in between that, it'll be me, you know, in and out from now and back then. So it's, it's, it's really, it's amazing. It's amazing because it's, it's crazy because you never think, you know, you, you get to a, a point in your life nowadays and it's like, okay, well, love ain't for me. Oh. But you find out that love has always been for you. It's just got to be with the right person. Oh, what way to say that. And bringing us to our next answer before we bring in Mr. Devio himself, you speak of something that many women can testify to being hurt not wanting to give love another chance, but realizing that love was always there. It just has to be with the right one. So we're not going to go into collab yet. I'm going to allow Brandon to go in first, and then we're going to go into the collab. But how is it that he was able to steal your heart? How was he able to capture the essence? Definitely as you speak to being a single mom, and sometimes, you know, we have our guards up and just don't want to deal with anybody. So how is it that these was able to knock down those walls? and allow Mommy the poet to be the love of his life and Beyonce. He, um, how do I say this? He was just like me. Um, our passion for, I guess, uh, pool first off, and then um, poetry itself, but the writing, it was more of a, I don't want to say it was more of, it was a mental connection before it was a physical um, it was a spiritual connection before it was a physical connection. So you think about it, and it's like, you know, it wasn't my body that, you know, I mean, I got a cool physique, but it wasn't that that attracted him. It was my mind. And for him, it was his mind for me because he, he, he has this book out, and I know he's going to go into it, but it's called The Conflict Within. And, I, and he let me, you know, read it, and I found a whole bunch of typos in there. I just got to put that side note in there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but he let me read it and the mind of this man and it's like you know you think about it how many people like that person that belongs to you that connection is what it is like that's the connection that you look for that's and it wasn't that I was looking for it because I shot down everybody even him I talked a lot of smack but we was uh, we was playing pool and I would go shoot pool, do poetry, and I would leave. I never even thought about, you know, a relationship or connecting with him or anything. So it was it, he he didn't even and he didn't disrespect me in no type of way. He just let me talk my smack. I left, you know, came back. I left, <laughs> and then I came back, and then we finally. Um, Courtship's love song was our first piece that we actually um, composed together, and it was through Facebook messaging because he didn't even get my number at first. Oh, so it was wow. just like, you know, it was intriguing. It Like it, a lot of aspects of it intrigued me, but the main one was the fact that he could, you know, compile this book and, and it actually made you think about the in, your, in, like, your inside, not everybody else. Like you thought about your own conflict within yourself. So it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like it's amazing. He's amazing. Like, okay, oh. I mean, 
how many arguments we get into, whatever the case is, it's like, okay, now that that's said, now that that's been texted out, what are we going to do now? Mm. And he, he fights for it. It's not something that, you know, that was a struggle for me. Like, in the beginning of our relationship, he, he fought for it. Like, I fought, but he fought because I, I fought to keep my guards up. It's like, look, you don't have to do that with me. So it's a lot of aspects when it comes to him that made me just realize, okay, you know, and he keep knocking the walls down regardless of, you know, what how I feel about a situation or whatnot. He always proves and shows me something that that he is the one for me. Mm. I love it. I love it. And we have got to bring in D. Riddle, this amazing gent that continues to knock those walls down and was not going to allow those walls to remain up. So without further ado, everyone, inspirational expressions, we have Mr. Brandy B. Real himself. Welcome to the show, love. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. My face is kind of sore from chewing so much. Oh, you know, my this, goodness. Gushiness I'm hearing over the phone. <laughs> well, that's a good, good thing, you know, when you can see when you have that wonderful confidence and accolades about you and definitely being a wonderful gent. And what I will say um, be real to you is I, I feel the same sentiment um, as money because when you're a broken woman, when you've been hurt, it takes a dynamic, amazing man such as yourself to be able to come and take those guards down and love unapologetically. So I commend you on being able to do so in such a righteous and amazing gentleman you are. I'm going to give you the platform. <laughs> you. Oh, you are welcome. And I want to give you the platform as well to go into your personal heroism here as a poet, as a writer, and then we're going to go into the conscience of that, and you already know the next stage that we are going to go into is Portia's Love Song. But I do want to give you the opportunity as well to speak to the conflict within and the original writings there, what made you decide that you were going to compile those thoughts and share them with the world. Um. With Conflict Within, I would say I got the idea from it, I want to say back in 2013. And uh, it was just something I was dealing with a lot as far as uh, failed relationships. And I was, I was pretty much at the point where I was like, whatever, I'll just take care of myself and take care of my kids. And I'm not even worried about entertaining another woman at this point because it's just not working. So, and do bear with me, I do talk fast usually. <laughs> so, but, um, okay, okay. But uh, I was sitting, actually, I was asleep. I was asleep. And uh, I woke up from a dream um, about two times in a row in the same night. And, and it was all just dealing, dealing with this concept of doing battle within someone's spirit on the inside. And as far as getting all the negative uh, impacts from their past out of them in order to in order to help them live a more fruitful life. And so after the second time I woke up from the same dream, exact same scenario, exact same scene, then I thought to myself, that wasn't for nothing. I need to get up and start writing. So I wrote down what I saw and the dialogue I heard in my dream. And I was, this was like probably about 3 o'clock in the morning. And I want to say by 630 in the morning, I had about five chapters uh, chalked out. Oh, wow. And and from there, it was like, I want to say about maybe five days I had the book done um, as far as written, and it took another week or so for me to go over it, make sure everything was in order as far as what was given to me. It's like, it's what you ever hear hear God speak in the stillness of the night? This is exactly one of those scenarios. This book right here is Really, it's just a touch or a taste of what the next one's going to be. Um, so it's going to be uh, titled Conflict Within, but it's going to be surrounding a specific event. Um, but this book, honestly, it really came to me, uh, or it was given God. I would say God gave it to me, and I want to, he gave it to me in a way where it can reach not only the church, because he knows me. I'm not just about the church. I'm all about being a bridge. And I want to be able to actually bring something out of the church and maybe present it to somebody who may not even go to church. And um, and just the format that he gave me was perfect. And 
Um, just give you a little little thing. It's pretty much based around a group of teen teenagers, and the main uh, character uh, Denise. She went through high school. She's about to uh, she's about to graduate. She went to high school with the mentality that there is more to life than what she sees, and her oh. whole her whole uh, desire was to figure out what she was prepared to do, and so. Happenstance, she ends up running and uh, going into a bathroom where one of her schoolmates were being assaulted by uh, by one of the janitors on a uh, on on a school campus. Oh wow! Then out of out of nowhere, she sees a figure come out of nowhere, and um, she can't really believe what she's seeing, but she sees a figure with wings and just put it like that. He He's a figure with wings, and it's actually uh, Archangel, Archangel Michael, and he does what he needs to do in order to get that the foul spirit out of that person. Now, the little girl that he was assaulting, the little that was assaulting, she ran off. The guy, he ran off as well. And after everything was done, there was dialogue, there was uh, exchange between Michael and Denise. After after everything was done, she went through the rest of the school day. Confused and scared, and wondered what just happened. On her bus ride home, she saw that gentleman who was assaulting uh, the little girl sitting on a bus stop, rocking back and forth. And she could actually hear him speaking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not want to do that. And but it goes back and forth in, between child molestation. Uh, it's going to it's, it hits um, prostitution. It hits domestic violence, drug use, and it's just all about getting to the inside of that person and try to deal with whatever they're going through in order to bring them out, if that makes sense. It does, absolutely. And to be able to speak on so many hidden secrecies um, that the world tries to hide, try to consider mm-hmm. taboo, I commend you for being able to compile that into a book and definitely commendable that you were able to follow God and make that composition within five days, of course, with the editing of revisit. That's what we know of Miss Simone, the poet herself, um, coming into character. So definitely a great team effort there. Now, that, of course, is in 2013 when you actually began the brainchild of the conflict of then. And we have another conflict of then that we'll definitely be on the look for. And I wanted to let everyone know that I have put a link to the books as well. So you will be able to see them available for purchase, whether it be paperback, ebook as well. So please make sure to follow the link to purchase and support this dynamic cleaning team this evening. Now, I know this is kind of going far-fetched in the future, but when is it that you decided, I'm going to ask you the same way I asked Simone, that you decided that poetry was going to be your way to inspire, to express, to reach out to others? Um, it was actually when, after me, me and uh, Moni got together. Um, mm-hmm. I was not... If you if you know me, I do I will not get up in front of anybody and tell you anything. That's just me. I just don't like talking. I hate the mic. Uh when people are staring at me, I'm wondering what they're staring at. Do I have something on my face? <laughs> I just don't like being a center of attention. So me, poetry, spoken word, that was not gonna happen. But she pretty much encouraged me to get up and share some of the things I've written and the first time I did other people already know I bombed it so bad I couldn't even read the paper that I was holding right in front of me with all the words I was shaking so much. Oh so, my goodness! Um, <laughs> but it took a lot of lot of pushing and begging on her part to actually get up in front of people and um, start to become more comfortable. Um, I'm more I'm still more of a storyteller, and um, that's I just like being able to develop a certain concept. In order to, before it gets to a uh, before it gets to its plateau, in order for someone to actually follow along with me, take be able to take somebody on a journey, and that's what I try to do with all of my pieces: be able to take you on a journey until you get to the point where I want you to understand something specific within that piece. Oh, I can understand and definitely dig it. Now I'm going to ask you this because you were smiling, cheesing. It, and I know she's doing the same as you speak of the inspiration and the push that she was able to give you to come out of your shell. What is it about Moni? I know she spoke to it being more of a spiritual and a mental connection prior to ever being physical, but what was it about Moni that kept you saying, you know what, 
I'm not going to give up. I'm going to bring that guard down because this is the one that was hand-selected and picked for me. She required me to do better. She required me to uh, to uh, to make situations better as far as our relationship was concerned. And I didn't want – I've been through the hurt. I've been through the letdown. And as well as as well as she has, and I'll she she pretty much put it in my hands to make things to create a create a a, a a new today, pretty much, if you can say. And I felt obligated to make sure that I do do, do that for not only for me, but specifically for her and both of our kids. And it 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 I got so. I got so, I would say, wrapped up into making, making sure I do everything right in the beginning. When that wasn't the case, that that wasn't what I needed to do. I just needed to find out what exactly needs to be done, and not necessarily do it right and do it perfect, but make sure things are put in place. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just she put she calls me to 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 do to do to better. Mm. I love it, and I can completely understand. Now, this I'm going to ask for the both of you, because a lot of times in self-relationships and having children prior, sometimes people feel it impossible to have blended families and to be able to share in unison and have that love and harmonious effect. I want to give you both the opportunity to speak to the blending of your family. Um, It's not an easy thing. You got too, so many personalities coming uh, back and forth. You got uh, influences from outside your household that may cause conflict. Um, but I think the main focus is making sure that the kids understand that you're on that the two of you are on the same boat first of all, and also create scenarios where your kids or say my kids are not are not with me. They're going to go with Monica say tomorrow to do something and her kids might not be with her. She's going to go, they're going to go with me and be able to have that separate time with the other part of the relationship. And that, that, that way it helps to build some kind of, uh, um, what'd you say? Yeah. Trust and a uh, solid relationship between them as you, as, as, a, as everybody's trying to, as you say, blend. Definitely great perspective and a great lesson to take from that in order to blend families. And Ms. Simone, the poet, how are your feelings in reference to the blending of families? Um, Moni? Moni, hello? Yes, can I can you? hear you now. You, you were real far away, but I can hear you now. Okay. I was saying, um, they, mainly for me, just the trust in, um, being that being that single mom and and having to do everything and not not I wouldn't necessarily say be the dad and be the mom but just be 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 the super mom and then having that co-parent now it's like okay before I I did everything and in the beginning of our relationship I did everything and it's like why you don't let me help you do anything I'm like I got this <laughs> that was my, that was my mentality I got this but um, now I see that I don't have it in and, and being able to um, make time for my kids and then um, take time for him as well. Because, you know, being a single mom and superwoman, by the end of the day, you don't got no time to be pleasing no man at all. And that was my whole mentality. (laughs) I was like, take care of my kids, you take care of me. I ain't taking care of nobody because I didn't take care of the kids. But now we're balancing out um, the fact that, you know, we we do it together so that we all have um, time for each other. I love it. And you both do balance each other so very well and compliment one another. It's amazing to see when you know that he's finished, you're coming right behind and finishing up. So I definitely can say that not only do you compliment with an I, but also you compliment with an E as well because you both come together as completion. Now, my question is going to be, when is the big day? I'm, You know, you modeling the dresses and everything, Moni, but we have we selected a day yet. I had to move it because I gotta be my body gotta be ready. Like I gotta go get my six pack and We're all my muscles and stuff five, like five. that. <laughs> no, but um, we're pushing for um June. 
um, it was supposed to be in April, but we're pushing for June um, more towards his birthday because then he won't forget. Um, (laughs) You know how it (laughs) works. Put everything in the same one so he's like, you can't forget because that's your anniversary, that's your birthday, that's when we go to Georgia. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I know. That's what that's what I was I was thinking that that thought did run across my mind, but I know that his parents would be livid, and mine they probably won't talk to me for like a week because my sister pulled that on us. So yeah, <laughs> so, we're oh, working it out. <laughs> well, please keep us posted. I'm definitely love to be able to be in the building. Give us an excuse to travel to the other side of the country. I'm just saying. So, definitely I'm up, definitely. Yeah, y'all can come to the sunny state if y'all want to. Y'all might not leave. <laughs> you breaking up again, Moni. I said y'all could come to this sunny state if you want to. Y'all might not leave. No, I got to leave. I got to come back to Bama. But, yes, we, we definitely need to make our way there. Now, what I want to do, because I've given you both the opportunity to kind of speak separately um, of your talents, of your skills, and also speak about the union and definitely the battles and some of the struggles that you both had and being able to rediscover love and know that love was waiting for you. So let's now come to the main forefront, Courtship Love Song. Tell us about how you both came together to compose that amazing masterpiece. My first, I want to say. You're fine. Go ahead. I don't know if you were still there. Okay. My first um, thought of B when I actually, and I have to, and I, I want to say I have to always give credit, but there's this girl I used to chill with um, when we used to go to the poetry up at the um, touch um, all the time. And she's like, you know, he like you, right? I said, no, nah, I didn't even make me no, never mind. So I give credit to her. Her name is Maddie. But I give Aww. credit. She's one of my model, my model friends. I give credit to her because I was oblivious. I literally, like, literally was. And um, when we when we did finally start talking, um, I, I always wondered. I said, why ha- why ain't he got my number yet? Like he didn't ask for it. He didn't <laughs> nothing. And I'm just like, what is wrong with this man? You know, because I'm I'm used to a certain type. I'm used to a certain person. I could you know read the game from a mile away, like, you know, the the intentions and the motives and all that other, you know, I was a pro at reading it and, and being able to dodge it. So he didn't come at me like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so Facebook, it's back and forth Facebooking. And um, this Courtship Love Song, this piece derived from, from these messages, it was just, well, you know, it, what what is it? Like, you know, what is it? It was like, well, if I if I let you in, then, you know, what? Are you going to bring all your bull crap with you? Cause, you know, I ain't got time for all that. And, you know, that that, oh. was, that was my mentality. <laughs> so, and then he came back with something else, and then I came back, okay, fine. You know, and then the end of the piece, I'm like, okay, fine. Help me then. Since you're so persistent in making making my image of the man, you know, so you know, I'm, I was concrete about it, and you're you're insist on making sure that I'm wrong about every man. You know that that quote that um, beginning of a sentence. Well, most men, every man, all men, all men are not dogs. Well, I know because I have one who isn't a dog. So <laughs> it's just like you know, and and that piece just came from that, and from from there, it was just okay and he and he has actually proven and shown himself, and it's not something that you know I take him through all these tests and he pass or fail. no, it's just everyday life we go through everyday uh scenarios, everyday situations, and come to find out everybody go through the same stuff we just it just depends on how you look at it, how you deal with it. it that's your outcome. The way you look at it is the way you know the way your actions i guess you you will proceed in taking actions to produce a, an outcome, good or bad. It's the way you look at it. So I had to change my perception to make my relationship work because he, he's a good guy. It's only one of him, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he found out that thing in his cheekbone. I do. I love him, though. I do. I love him. And what I love about the both of you is because 
a lot of times in relationships, and it's okay, and I will say this, there's a point where you do keep your relationship to yourself and not include others in your relationship, but to have that open diary um, to be able to share that is definitely speaking volumes to me. Um, I, for one, um, can speak to going into a second marriage, a first marriage, of course, more examples were there about the marriage. They were going through the downsides, the arguments, the struggles um, within the conflict within, shall we say, various relationships. And the fact that you both are able to be so transparent, um, definitely at the ages that you are, is absolutely amazing. And definitely something that couples from years to come will be able to look to. So this is a manuscript that I can never see just getting thrown in the back of a library because it's going to forever live. Because people are always wanting to know the true components and the keys of how to make a relationship work. That is true. And that was our uh, main focus is to, of course, we want to keep certain things to ourselves. uh, But for the most part, um, there are things that we've gone through that we've seen others go through on a path and, there's going to be people going through the same thing tomorrow. And um, sometimes as couples, we feel like there's no other way and there's no no one who's been through the same thing that we've been through. We feel special in our, in our, uh, in our own conflicts for some reason. But, um, but uh, we, we'll see what happens. Um, we, like I said, this, this book was specifically for, anyone who is going into a relationship, in a relationship, or have someone who's maybe at the point where they want to give up, maybe, just just have some kind of examples there that, look, this is not necessarily that this is the answer, because we're not no Dr. Phil, but uh, <laughs> but at least say, look, this is, this is, you're not the only one going through this. And sometimes it takes that, knowing that you're not the only one going through yeah, sometimes it feels like it is, you know, so I'm definitely glad that you brought light to that as well. Now, one thing that I wanted to share um, as I was going through doing my research, and I fell in love with this particular stanza, I was spending life floating around in my protective plasma membrane, shielding me from the infectious hurts of felt relations and surviving on what I was able to safely feed on through my endoplasmic rectum of strategic encounters. However, now I have been given a fresh supply of lysosomes in you. Your love and affection comes equipped with needed enzymes to effectively break down the barriers I've built up around me. When you don't hear that, what do you think? What comes to mind? It's the it's the makeup of a it's the makeup of a cell. Um, we're all built we're all made up of many, many cells. And within a cell you have all these different parts and each part plays a specific role in order for, for that cell to live. And um, when I wrote when I wrote that piece, I was just all about trying to let her know that this is how you make me feel. Uh, I feel alive at this point, being mm. with you. How that make you feel I told you them words got me. I'm just telling you. I got to reiterate that them words got me. And that piece, it's funny you said that because that piece, it was it was um, another reason how I knew, like, he, he was meant um, for me. We, um, the pieces, when we bounce them um, off of each other, um, he knows what I'm thinking. Like, I was going through that one particular piece, and I'm like, okay. We're going to add some math up in here. He said, and, and he told me, and it was funny when he told me, he said, well, I've seen you put math in there. I'm going to throw some biology up in there. <laughs> so <laughs> we threw the subjects up in there. And it, and it, like, when I say his words, it was just like you can actually see them. Like, um, almost like Green Lantern. If you've ever seen that movie and how you think it, like what, what he thought he created it, what he says, you see, see it in, in create, like it's creating itself as he's, saying it or as you're reading it and it's just it's yeah i can keep gloating but you know i'm not going to i'm just so excited i'm so excited you know why because i was going through questions last song you know playing my song a couple of episodes one of my favorites and we're not gonna go there 
I really enjoy in the pictures because I see the pictures from the Black Poetry Cafe as well, and I enjoy the pictures that you both share because it gives different areas of each of you. Um, one of my favorite is the one that B-Rail actually posted um, on the event page with the blue on. And even then, you know, coming with child and being able to still unite, still come together and support each other's passions and dreams. What I'm going to do very quickly is I know we're getting a little push for time here but I want to speak to something that I think is very important in any relationship, and both of you have really touched upon it, but I just want to give you the opportunity to elaborate. What has the influence or being able to have that additional motivation from yourself, from your partner, from your fiancé, and how that's played into you pushing forward further for your dreams and aspirations, not only individually but as a team unit as well? Um, well, for me, it, uh, having her there, um, of course, being my inspiration, it just puts puts more of a urgency within myself to uh, to push forward. I mean, a lot of people say, "Well, you should be able to, you should be able to reach a certain point by yourself." Yeah, you can reach a certain point by yourself, but when you have somebody there that's going to light the fire when you get tired, mm-hmm. then you're able to go further. And that's the that's. Uh, and it's not a knock on anyone being single or being satisfied in their singleness, but it's just that you have that. It's 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 just you have that that um that rooting section behind you at a constant at a constant uh, uh constantly. So because there are going to be times where you're going to you forget it. I'm I'm tired today. I'll get to get to that next next week, what have you. But you now when I wake up, she she asked me. Uh, have you written wrote something, or when you go finish that book? We need to work on this. We need to do this, and I'm doing the same thing to her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> well, I can definitely as, as it's productive. Absolutely, you know, as long as it's productive, that is the main point. And I am so amazed because, like you said, be real. It's it's evident even on the website because as you said, you now do. The voice of the writer, you know, you don't really want to be the one talking up front. But I, I see the video, um, and I just, the past come to pass, for those that may be wondering what I'm referring to, and you being in that video, and you both being side by side, and you both being able to speak and share those spoken words, I appreciate that. And to be able to know that she pushed you beyond that shell is a beautiful gift. Because you are definitely there to believe that she's also there to be able to be a support and to be that motivation for you. There's a lot of times in this world um, with the black man, um, shall I say, and not to be racist in any form of fashion, but there are so many battles that are fought outside of a home. A battle does not have to be fought at home. And to be able to have that queen that supports you, that believes in you, that encourages you, definitely makes the difference. And you are living testament, you're evidence of it itself, because like you said, you're, you're not done. You're talking about your next people. So my hat goes off to you, Moni, for being able to be that driving force and that motivation and being able to say, you know what, those self-relationships, unfortunately, may happen. You know, we can't change that. But God knows what he's doing. And I come to the realization that sometimes you have to go through some things to be able to get to better things, to be able to appreciate yeah. those better things that come to be so Thank you, Queen, and I thank you, Be Real, for going beyond that. And even with your own heart fears, even with your own hurts and pains that you encountered in your past, acknowledging goodness when God puts it before you. Because as the word says, where if man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, and you have indeed found your good thing in Moni the Poet. So I thank you so very much. And I'm going to ask you as well, so how is that team collaboration how has that inspired you? Definitely, Moni, you know, like you said, being a single mom, you feel like you have to be super mom. You, you can't be mom and dad, but you're a super mom, having to do everything on your own. Now having that constant help, that help maker is there to be able to help you so that you can pursue your dreams, whether it be modeling, whether it be poetry, whether it be spoken word, or whatever the limit they have for you. How has that made an impact on your actions and your dreams? To have to, how do I say this, to be able to actually pursue them, 
and not have to put them on hold because I can't find a babysitter or because, you know, I don't, you know, want to leave them because, you know, like my dad, he used to call me all the time five minutes before I got off of work and tell me, don't forget my kids. (laughs) Just like, dude, how can I forget my kids? They're my kids. But (laughs) he'd be watching them, and that's the type of stress and um, nonsense that I would have to go through. With B, it's just like we're able to, you know, pursue, like, even right now, and it's funny that you say that because even right now, we're switching phones because I was in there taking care of the baby. And the, um, I had the phone on my cheek, and my, my my number hung up. So we're switching phones back and forth, and every time the baby starts whining or something, one of us will go in the other room with the phone that's not on, um, that's not unmuted. So <laughs> we're like working back and forth with each other, still in here, you know, making it work because this is what we love to do. This is, you know, what if we can help in any aspect, in any way, our lives being a light so that people can see theirs, you know, we're definitely, you know, he was in there, in there, he's like, what, t- what time is it? I'm like, 10 minutes to 6, he's in there frying chicken, I'm in there feeding the baby, I'm like, okay, maybe he'll go to sleep, and then, no, he's he wide awake, he up in here cooling and everything, but we're okay. back and forth switching phones, because, you know, it's just, this this is what we do, like, you know, this is this how he makes it easy for me, He he makes it, he makes himself available. If that makes sense, he makes himself available to for us to be able to um, pursue the vision that God has given him. It's beautiful, so. and it's completely understandable. It's the teamwork, and this courtship love song will continue for a couple of forever. So I'm so very glad to have the opportunity to have you vocal. And I know managing and having children can sometimes, you know, create a conflict. Definitely having that helpmate is something beautiful. So you're both able to pursue your dreams, and the fact that you both inspire, encourage, motivate one another makes it that much easier. What I'm going to do very quickly is I do want to give a couple of callers the opportunity um, to come in and provide any feedback, asking questions. I know with Monday being the onset of the week, got to get everybody ready. Um, but if you all have just a couple more moments um, for just a couple of calls, and I will allow you all to close out this evening's show. Is that okay? Most definitely. All right, all right. Well, what we're going to do, um, I see that my CEO from the Epiphany Radio fan is in the building. This is a real report, so I definitely want to give him the opportunity. Um, if he's not in the room closet, it looks like he just sent me a message, but he's actually in the room closet. I definitely want to let you both know that he is here supporting the both of you and so very proud of the both of you. Um, up next, uh, ironically, I will be bringing in my soul companion. Love you, too, so Williams um, to the show, so I'm going to welcome him on. Hey, lady, how's it going? Hey, Queen, how's it going? It's been going well. I've been enjoying the dialoguing between both this wonderful Queen and King this evening. How have you been enjoying the show and the interview this evening? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, I want to give pins up to both of them, uh, Brandy and Monet. Uh, I followed you. Uh, on for a while, um, Brandy, it's a pleasure, you know, uh, meeting you, you know, over the line, but um, hopefully we'll meet soon, too, at the BPC. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You got your ticket? Yeah, I'm oh, <laughs> working on it, working on it. <laughs> okay. Um, Monet, uh, what series of Supernatural you was on? I found um, actually used to watch it back in the day, but actually I think it was like season six or seven that actually came on on uh what was it TNT um and I was for three months and then I found out that they had it actually on uh Netflix. I was I binged watch for like I think it was two weeks because it was like ten seasons. So uh, yeah, I was in here, me and baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a supernatural fan, so that's why I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, Sam and Dean is the business. <laughs> yeah, oh, supernatural. My yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only the two of us, shall I say? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a pleasure here, y'all. Um, congratulations on what y'all have. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Um, relationship-wise and also business-wise, you know, you, you know, y'all a great team. You know, y'all, y'all force, you know, with God. So, you know, I just want to give y'all congratulations and now uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
As always, Mr. Tyrone Co. Williams, thank you so very much for being my soul's companion and better half. I do hope you enjoy the final remarks that are being brought by this wonderful team. Quick, that's love song. Um, so just to set the expectations, I know people are used to hearing my voice end out the evening show. I am going to allow both this king and queen to have the final words this evening. If you want to bring forth a piece, you can do that. If you want to just do closing remarks, it is completely up to you. So for those on the phone line and those in the chat room, we will be here same place, same time next week with, oddly enough, a relationship counselor, Mr. Clinton Morgan. So definitely look forward to hearing you on the show next week as well. I pray that everyone continues to not only inspire, but to allow others to inspire you as well. I do thank you both for coming on tonight's show. It is greatly appreciated. I look forward to seeing my baby in Atlanta, GA. I'm so definitely a pleasure and humbled to be able to be in the presence of both such a wonderful king and queen that are sharing their love selves, sharing the intimate details as much as possible, please, through a courtship love song. I'm looking forward to the collaborations going forward in the future by the both of you as well as the individual products I'm so very proud of the both of you. You both keep doing what you do. And once again, this is Enigmatic Mahogany. I am signing out at this point. The remainder of the show will be closing remarks and any selection that both King and Queen would like to bring this evening. Before uh, B-Real closes out the show, um, I'm going to say that I I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having us. Um, In relationships, um, there are always... A chase, and it's not. It's what are you? What are you running towards? Not really. What are you running from? But what are you running towards? What are you looking for? Um, and necessarily, you might not always know what you're looking for. But always give love a chance. And I, I said this before that um, love doesn't hurt people. People hurt people. Like it's, it's a, a what I think is a famous DMX statement: "Guns don't kill people. People kill people." So love mm-hmm. don't hurt people. Love never hurts people. It's the people that uses the word incorrectly that hurts you. So give love give love its rightful due. Like don't prove it guilty. It's not guilty. It's always gonna be innocent because love never hurts. Mm. So be gonna be gonna come with come with this last piece and then we um thank you so much for having us. Call it the chase. Thank you. Today I find myself doing something I vow to not ever do again. Waking up to another day, thinking of her more than myself. But in the end, I find myself strengthened with each breath that I take in, her fragrance. You see, her fragrance is one of the reasons for my reverence for this gift bestowed upon me. I look in her eyes and tell myself that this woman was heaven sent, for heaven must have spent its riches to manufacture such a creation. Now, there is no debating that she is the shit. I sit her on the highest pedestal of my heart as I stand guard, carefully watching my steps on this path, illuminating, illuminated by the flame that she lit the night that she replied with, I can't wait to see you next week. You see, usually I will reply with ditto, but what came out of my mouth could not have been written in any of my previous scripts. You see, I really could not wait. For whatever reason, I was held captive by her presence. Previous lessons should have taught me that these risks are not worth it. The mistrust, the distractions, lack of respect, honesty, infiltration of lust. But funny thing is what I truly lusted for was her intellect. But let me continue with this. The place that I shot pool on a regular, I met her. Her, not a regular, came in. And there was something very special about her. Standing out from the rest of the other hers, she embodied something. Something that caused my desire to gravitate towards her. You see, the way she carried herself was as true royalty. I know these are just simple words, and it's probably hard for you to actually see, but believe me, when you see a true queen, you will recall these words given to you by me. You see, she is the reason for the chase. She's the gleam in her eyes, her smile, the possibility of being in her embrace at the end of the day, the way she says, hello, it's good to see you. How was your day? It's not what she says, but the way she actually says these things to me. She so skillfully sends honor and value in my direction, which is only a mere reflection of how I actually see her. 
She is the lily of my valley. She is the bright morning star, the ocean I I dream of exploring with my devotion. She easily reads the lines between my bars. By far, she is the chase. If I make this vow, I will invest in her like the Tao to make sure that she has no question about her place. I will anoint her with kisses from head to toe, not missing a spot. Her nectar shall be my beverage of choice until the last succulent drop, or at least until my heart stops. My arm shall be her source of safety. And maybe when it's all said and done, when that last bell rings, I will be remembered as her king. That's the end note, Courtship's Love Song. Good night, everyone. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Enigmatic Mahali, signing out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.